Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 438. My name is Brando. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Danny Warsnop of Asking Alexandria. How are you, sir? Having me. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm fluctuating between warm and cold. As we were just talking before you we were alive. It's uh we're all snowed in here in Nashville, so my heating is going too far or not far enough. So I'm <laughs> I keep taking this off and putting it back on and right. fighting a little bit more. You're going through uh, menopause, going through men- yeah, you know, getting hot it. flashes. It, yep. it, it finally no periods though, so that's a good, that's an upside. <laughs> uh, and it finally just snowed here. I'm in uh, Queens, uh, New York, and it's it's cold. But just these last few uh, winters, just with the lack of snow, I'm not complaining. But it's kind of weird when you grow up with snow days and you don't have them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I spent the last five years in Florida, so I didn't. Oh man! I know. I never saw it, which was great. I forgot <laughs> what it was like. Well, that Florida has its own thing. Well, you know what? This kind of lends itself to where I want to start with you talking about different places in the U.S. And you're coming back. Well, you are back in the U.S., but you're back to the tour, and you've yeah. been all over the world. Uh, you just announced the new tour, All My Friends uh, North American Tour, which kicks off in April in support of Where Do We Go From Here from Better Noise Music. What do you? How do you compare touring in the U.S. and the states and other parts of the world? Because I've had this conversation a lot with people who are abroad, uh, and I, I don't know. Is it true? Do you think rock fans aren't maybe as passionate here in the U.S.? Like, what, what what's your experience? No, I think it's honestly, and people, no one ever wants to hear. I think it's more so Europe doesn't want to hear this. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. There's absolutely no difference. They're not crazy over there. They're not crazy over here. It's regardless of where you go, people are just talking with different accents, and some of them have stupid money. <laughs> well, I love. I think, I think there's there's sometimes more excitement. It's not really in Europe or places like that. It's when you go to like South America, parts of Asia, like nobody goes to. They they have like maybe ten entire shows a year go through, go through their country, so they get a little more excited, but. It really doesn't. Um, it doesn't change it. It definitely doesn't change anything show wise, with the exception of maybe Japan, who have some strange cultural stuff, okay. like oh, silence. <laughs> with the exception of that, it's the same. Oh, yeah, it's. I prefer touring here because I mean, it's where all my friends are. It's where I live. It's where I've been the last fifteen years, um, and like I get to fly home on days off. And, That's so, true. Do you have any favorite? As, also, as you wear a Houston hat, do you have like a favorite state do you, that you're looking to? A favorite? No, stop? this just says Houston. I am the problem. Um, <laughs> oh, I, say, I couldn't see the rest yeah. of the hat. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Uh, uh, I have a lot of favorite, favorite places. I think state uh, state wise, I'd probably have to go to Florida, which okay. I did. I never used to rate or care about at all because it's not a particularly strong market for us. And then I moved there and lived there for 
the last five years and fell in love with it. Uh, I'll probably end up back there because I miss the ocean. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in Tennessee now. I mean, I've lived all over, so it's I, I've, I have friends everywhere, and we have a lot of fun. There's 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 a couple places in this country that are very special gems that we don't talk about because people from there get mad because then people start moving there. Oh, okay. Boise, <laughs> <Well>, Idaho, um, <laughs> which is one of the best places in this entire world, one of the prettiest places in the world too. Um, but yeah, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of gems in this country, and the the beautiful thing about it is you can you can spend two months touring around it and feel like you're in a different country every day. Mm, yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. Is that why the tour is called All My Friends? You get to see all your friends? No, I've been trying to tour with Maddie and Telly, who are two of my best friends in the world, for the better part of 10 years. And I've been pushing for it for forever. And on the last tour, I kind of I just reached a point where we were talking, talking about touring and what 24 was going to look like. So I just bypassed managers and booking agents, and I just called them. I was like, you guys want to do this? And we kind of pieced it together ourselves and then put it in front of everyone. And, uh, yeah, it's crushing. So. Oh, I love that. I love that. How has the, uh, the reception been to uh, the latest album, going out on tour and playing the new music live? It's been a few months since it came out, right in yep. September? It's been, it's, been, it's been really good, and uh, which is, you know what you always want, but it was definitely the intention with this record. I'm always very kind of, I don't want to say selfish, but I like, I, I like to write and create music for me. And it's just, you know, it's my, my art that I'm putting out. And if people like it, amazing. If they don't, that's fine. Um, this one was done completely differently. It was very much like it was, it was what did, what did they want? What do the fans want? Just give them that. Oh, yeah, that, I love that. And you such are a, a fan oriented uh, band, and because they identify, we identify with your lyrics, and we know that you've been through a lot in your life. What, where do the lyrics come from now? What's kind of the message you want to get out now? Because I got to imagine it's different than it was ten years ago. Yeah, this was this was nothing to do with life. It was nothing to do with any experiences of mine or ours. It was it was kind of a look through our discography and what have people connected with and related with and what have people outspokenly wanted more of. And then it's write songs about that rather than it being a journey or like something uh, autobiographical, which is how I usually work. So it was, it was, it was, it was a different experience working on this record because it wasn't, I don't want this to come across negatively because I don't mean it that way, but there isn't a piece of me in there. Which is how I usually like. Usually, music is a very personal thing, and this was very much a a. What are the pieces that have that have worked and people have gravitated towards over the years? Let's just make those. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's so. That was a conscious decision then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We started writing a totally different record, and I we were on the phone one day. And I don't remember what we were talking. We were talking about at the time, but it eventually led me to just be like, "Listen, let's just let's just make a for them album." Like. Actors do it all the time. Like it's, mm. it's the whole thing. It's like one, one for you, one for them. This is, we've done what, nine for us. <laughs> 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 so this is this is one for, this is one for them. And I don't think there's a bad side in that. No. Ironically, as many times as I've been told I've sold out, I think this is the first time it's arguable. But <laughs> but even then, it's not selling out. I've never yeah. heard that because I've heard that phrase. You know, do one for me one for them in the music movie business like you said but i've never heard that in the music business and yeah why not do that especially if you're you're together you're not this isn't the last record by any means you're going to continue to create 
So I think we'll, that's, we'll, we'll, we'll see about records. That might be a dead medium now. <laughs> it yeah. Will the music. <laughs> yeah. So I guess because uh, Dark Void, the EP, right? Is that how you think it's going to continue going forward? EPs? I don't know. I think it's going to be something that we've just got to keep an eye on the landscape. Obviously, Ronnie's been doing the single thing for a while, and that's worked out super well, but he isn't really a good barometer of what works for everyone else because he's an enigma in his own right. Um, so I think it's it's just going to take trial and error and figuring out what what music looks like moving forward. I mean, the industry's changed so much. Even since we started 15 years ago, we, I mean, we were on the, the we sold records when it came out, when we, when we started. And it was, granted, not how it was in the 90s and early 2000s, but it was still like albums were a thing and it's, it's just streaming has it's changed everything and everyone's trying to play catch up and figure out how it works now. Do you, is it maybe, how has that changed your approach? I guess in addition, aside from like album versus EP, but does that change the, the kind of music you want? Because it's so much of a click you either grabs you or you don't. You don't. Yeah. You can't just marinate with a whole album and listen to it. It's just a different. I think it's gonna it's gonna thin the herd a bit because, ironically, it's easier to put out music, but because there's so much of it, mediocre stuff is gonna fall just gonna fall through the cracks. And some good stuff is too, and that's an unfortunate uh, side effect of it. And it's kind of a sad casualty of, of that business model. But I think it's gonna force people to be better. Mm. And I think it's changed the way I'm looking at songs because instead of it being an album, I'm just thinking about like individual songs, which I think opens up creativity. We say, cool, they don't need to flow together anymore. They don't need to fit together. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't need to feel like a cohesive piece of work anymore because they're not being played together. You know, that's, uh, well, it's well said. And that's how I've, I I approach new music versus what I used to listen to. And this is kind of, uh, a hodgepodge segue into because you, you, I'm sure you noticed the name of the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, mm-hmm. Guns and Roses themed. So they've come out with new ish. I'll put ish in parentheses. Music that came that some of it was written 20 years ago. Slash and Duff reworked it, and it sounds like it should be in an album verse single. That's yeah. another s- story. But I know you have what I call the six degrees of GNR bacon. By the way, what are you eating? I, I'm jealous. I didn't even know you were from New York. I literally made meatballs earlier. Ah, yeah. Super appropriate. Oh, perfect. If I was Italian, but if I, well, they should be um, matzo balls for me next time. They're covered in mozzarella. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how these things combine, but it just feels like a very New York thing to just like that to my my meal three. <laughs> oh, I, I, hey, I appreciate the vibe, man. We're just hanging out. So, yeah, no, I, I'm on your time. So, thanks for, you know, for no, absolutely. The time. We can be so, natural. I don't do the pro thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's part of it. Cause I am, I've been in radio for 20 plus years, but this podcast thing has been such a unique kind of like you streaming versus the absolutely. record. It's just like, it's a different creativity. So that's why I did a, a Guns N' Roses podcast instead of just being, the Brando show or just yeah. a generic rock show, something a little different. So it gives me opportunities to speak with people like you yeah. and talk. So, uh, uh, it was like, it, it seems like not that long ago, but it was a long time ago. Cause I mentioned Slash and Duff are back in the band, but you, 
opened up for Guns N' Roses when it was a different version. I, I, actually have, I actually have a few different degrees of separation with Guns N' Roses. I was hoping that, to address a few of those, and uh, there's a lot of I still want to talk to you about. So, yeah, where's your brain headed it's, to right it's, now? It started with us opening for Guns, which was a very underwhelming experience. Okay. We didn't have enough songs, so we ended up playing one of the songs, I think, two or three times. <laughs> And we we literally flew in, and then we had the tiny little dressing room that we were kind of locked in and weren't allowed out. And then we got rushed out. So that that first time was very underwhelming. Um, and then after that, uh, I, I was dating a very nice lady who Axel had recently dated, and he wasn't a fan of that. So we had <laughs> we had, we had a couple uh, kind of pseudo run-ins to where it was, it was a little confrontation, but it's all good. Um, and then I. I worked with Duff. We did. Um, I not do with Duff. I think he did. Uh, me, uh, me, and me and D did something. I think Duff played on it. But Duff's always been super cool and supportive. And then I did. Uh, what was it called? Camp Freddy back in L.A. And Slash was my guitarist for that. I mean, that was a pretty. Oh, Sorum. Sorum was as well. Yeah, it's he. I did a song of... for the Adler record that never came out. So I've practically been in the whole band. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So a few things to touch on there and you don't need to go deeper into it if it's, you know, in the past, but you and Axel got an argument because you're Eskimo brothers. Is that what happened? <laughs> no, he's, I, I mean, he grew up in a totally different decade with a very different life. So I'm, I'm sure his brain and socially works very differently than perhaps yours and mine. Mm. Um, so he was just very heavily like still pursuing her and like we we're staying in the same hotel. So it was like a, it was like a, if this continues, I will come up to your room. You've already told me the room number. <laughs> um, I was having dinner with a security guard at the time, and then there was a, a conversation about that then. And yeah, it, it, it never, it never came to be anything. But so, is there no truth? Because there was a rumor that you and Sebastian Bach and possibly Axel uh, worked on a song together. No. Okay, because I that's on YouTube about saying like did did Danny from this is like from 2011 did Danny let it slip that uh because you did you only performed live with Sebastian right nothing yeah, I performed recorded? live with Sebastian two, two three times we had a fallout after that because he lost his marbles a little bit I I work a lot with a, a couple of different military and veteran organizations I've done a fair bit of stuff in the uh, firearm space. And he'd seen some picture of something and he, he lost his mind on that. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. And it was like, okay, you, you calm down. We're done with this. I'm not wasting okay. energy here. All right, fair enough. So those two uh, those two bullet points. Well, that was Sebastian, uh, excuse me, with uh, Stephen Adler. Yeah. You, because you performed with him. So there's two things there. There was an album that you recorded with him that never came out, or so, a it was song. Just one song. It was, was one it was, song. It was a song for one of his records, and I remember we went in and recorded it. I, I don't know if it ever got you. I don't think I don't know if that record ever his full album that whatever they were working on ever came out. Okay. But, uh, someone brought it up to me recently about wanting to like redo it and put it out. Um, but that that was the kind of the end of what I heard of it. I, I really hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, I love when you find out that these artists worked together years ago and it's always been yeah. a rumor and, and the rumor is finally confirmed. So who knows? Who knows? So I'll keep a 
my eyes peeled for that. Uh, and there was another connection with Steven Adler that I've always seen this flyer for so long. It was a very famous Halloween party. That it was you, uh, Steven Adler, I guess, performing appetite songs and a performance by the ultimate warrior, the late and great ultimate warrior. And no, I, so that was, I may have been around Halloween, but it was, it was the filming of our first DVD. Right. It was for a I DVD. Believe he came, I'm, I'm trying to, re- I, I, I might be, I might be way off and it did happen, but for some reason in my head, I'm thinking he either didn't end up making it to the show or we didn't end up performing the song. Because oh. he was supposed to come do some, it was one or two songs. And for whatever reason, my brain's telling me that like it didn't even end up happening. But it was all like planned and organized. But the Ultimate Warrior thing was earlier that day or the day before we filmed for his TV show. So he was going to perform like songs with you, or he was going to be like a perform wrestling. No, I think, I think it was just a completely side thing. Like he was going to do some announcement on stage or something. Okay, and, and just along that path, because it's kind of, that phrase. I was today years old when I found out. <laughs> I I just watched. I had no idea that Ultimate Warrior had it because I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah. Watched, I had a show that you guys were on it. I watched it. One of the most inspirational things I've ever seen. I was hoping you can kind of reflect on that experience all these years uh, later. And so he uh, sadly wouldn't be alive too much longer after the, no. that series. No, it was very shortly before then. It was very shortly before he passed. Um, yeah, it was It was so strange. And I don't know if it was by design that it was done this way. But we arrived, hung out for like 30 minutes, an hour. and just hanging out, talking, getting to know each other. Nicest guy. Like, as you see in the show, like, we were like... We had wine and stuff. We didn't know the context of what was going to happen. Oh, really? So we were just like hanging out, getting to know each other. And I think it was pitched at the time as like a preliminary, a preliminary, preliminary. I fucking yeah, but I'm tongue tied today. Apparently, didn't have enough coffee. Um, and so we're we're hanging out, getting to know each other. And then and they say, all right, we're ready to start. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, all right, cool. We're going to go out and smoke a cigarette. We've got time for that. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Go outside. No rush. And that's when he just stormed out, now in character, screaming and yelling at us. This guy that we've just been hanging out with and chatting with for an hour. And all of a sudden, he's just the angriest guy. I'm like, what the hell is happening? That's so funny knowing that yeah. now because I was I like. Cut, I, I, I cut the end of this finger off the day before. Yeah, I remember you. you were... I just had fresh stitches and was bandaged up, and ended up getting really infected from that whole thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to lose that finger by the end of the episode. I I was worried, and, and that's just so funny because for those who haven't seen it or just want to be inspired, if you have, it's been years since you've seen it. Uh, but I was like, wow, the balls on Danny is showing up to a workout with a bottle of wine, and little <laughs> do we do you know that it wasn't planned. I have done that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have taken alcohol to the gym quite often. My gym's in my house now, so it's like a fr- the fridge is right there. Oh, beautiful. I mean, does that is that up there with one of like the craziest or most unique experiences you've had in, in, in being in a band? Because that's something you don't expect. I'm sure you, it's the the touring, the fans, the the rock roll, rock you know, the drugs and, and excess and all that. Is that one of the most unique experiences you've ever had? Was the work out with the ultimate warrior what else comes to your mind there's so many there are a lot that my lawyer will yell at me if I tell <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> yeah. um yeah i think 
I, I didn't I, I didn't appreciate it so much at the time or uh, appreciate the uh the rareness of that and wildness of it because I didn't come from that world so I didn't really I had been told who he was in context of us doing this thing but I wasn't familiar you were the only one who raised their hand too like does anybody know who I I am and what I did and you're the only I've been given I've been given the rundown that's funny but it wasn't like I, I hadn't I hadn't followed his career or anything and I, I wasn't I wasn't as 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 clued in so I, I didn't really experience the gravity of it as much okay it was after the fact you watched yeah, you know, it's, him it's been, and Hogan at, at WrestleMania and you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's that guy. A, it's been a lot of years later that it's kind of been like, oh shit. Um, and on, on, honestly, I think, I think more so after Hogan's been doing the rounds of, uh, of all the, the comedy podcasts where he's telling these stories, I'm like, oh shit, I knew that guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, though, that is a, a, a special and, and just so on like again for me to see it all these years later and be like whoa I mean I know the guy's gone but uh, yeah. super inspirational and that's what people find from you so uh, just a couple more questions because I know you have a lot of these lined up uh, there were rumors for more rumors but you were working on a uh, an autobiography right and is that still no is that done or, <laughs> that, or you was, never uh, were you never I was were. I was very young and naive and I thought it was a good idea and I sat in the hotel room one day and wrote like two chapters and realized there wasn't that much left to tell. Um we never had a gold record. <laughs> we were on like our first or second headline tour and uh my, it was just alcohol and ego getting the better of me. Um it was <laughs> pre-growing up a little bit. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I don't, uh, don't want to claim to be too grown up. There is currently a fourteen foot snow penis in my front drive. <laughs> um, it's enormous. If, if this wasn't a monitor, I'd, I'd show you. But it's um, it's okay. I have a nice image in my head. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's very. It's 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 a lot. Um, yeah. Hey, that, I think I'm a little older than you. I'm forty, and I'm always. I have to learn to start watching my mouth around my uh, nine month old because I'm always saying really not curses. Just yeah. duty, boop, penis. I'm still as part of my vernacular. Yeah. I'm very professional. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that, that that whole book thing. It was it it was a just very short delusional day. Okay, like, fair enough. Somewhere in like Omaha or something. <laughs> uh, anything in the we are harlot uh, world? Or all the focus is on asking. Uh, the focus is not all on asking, but there isn't anything harlot. Um, Honestly, after after that first record and after our touring cycle, we'd started writing some stuff, and I obviously was not in Ask Alexandria anymore, and they hit me up asking if I would do a tour. They had fired the previous guy, but they had a tour lined up, so they were like, they were going to cancel it, and they were like, well, on a, just on the off chance, let's throw a Hail Mary and see if Daniel just come do the tour. Um so I agreed to come just do the tour. That was the end of the conversation. It was just do a tour. Uh, Bruno was really hurt by that, and he felt really betrayed. And, you know, that's fine. Um, and, yeah, we haven't spoken since then. So Okay. All so right. this is like 2016, 2017. There's, there's been um, – I've seen Jeff, I think, twice since then. We had, we had a brief discussion, but okay. I don't have I don't room in my life for it, honestly. Uh, I'm working on on my record. That's That's kind of my primary focus right now. And then I have – like all my companies and stuff that had taken up a lot of time. Ask, asking is probably the, 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 the least amount of time intensive stuff in my world. 
Okay. Okay. So uh, speaking of your record, what else can we look forward to in, in uh, Danny's world? That's uh, right around the corner. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing building this studio in the new house right now. That'll be done by the end of the month. And then I'm going to be recording all February. Obviously on tour during March, I'll probably release first single right after that. Um, Cause we're in South America and then Australia. I have a week off in the middle. I'll probably be able to shoot a video and, Maybe get that out during the U.S. the asking tour U.S. Um, and then yeah, once that asking tour is finished, uh, Danny will stop touring and a whole bunch. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stay real busy with it. Yeah, it sounds like it. It does. Uh, are you going to add more dates at all? Because you can go to askingalexandria.com right now. Some West Coast, uh, middle of the country. I don't see my neck of the woods just yet. Do you know if you're going to add more dates? Let me let me look. I've I've I've, I've looked at it. I think twice. Um, and what's the youngest? I, I think it's. I don't know if I could take my my baby boy yet. We're taking him to Foo Fighters in June. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've from. From where I sit at the shows, there isn't an, there isn't an age limit because all my guys bring their kids. Um, I, okay. I, I don't, I don't know. That'd be a venue question, honestly. Fair enough. Okay, I mean, we've had we've had very like we've had babies at shows. Okay, uh, so it happens. All right. Well, he's got his rock and roll headphones are ready yeah. to go. Uh, so when you are in my neck of the woods, I hope to see you live, and I hope we get to do this again, Danny. This was a lot Absolutely. of fun. Absolutely. Much appreciated. So that does it for this episode of uh, Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.